Cleveland Schmooze is sponsored by the Cleveland Jewish News. Get the latest news and information from the Cleveland Jewish News delivered right to your inbox. Choose from breaking news, daily headlines, community life cycle notices, arts, events, highlights, and more with our free e-newsletters. Sign up now at cjn.org slash e-signup. Welcome to Cleveland Schmooze, a bi-weekly podcast about the people who make up Jewish Cleveland. We're your hosts, Rachel Rood and Robin Rood. This week, we're talking with Allison Solomon, membership director for Park Synagogue. She tells us about raising a family today in the Cleveland Jewish community and her role at a synagogue approaching its 150th year. We sat down with Allison at Park Synagogue East. And apologies for this coming a couple of days late, but we had a birth in the family. Yeah, I'm a new grandma. Allison Solomon, thank you so much for coming on Cleveland Schmitz. You're welcome. Thanks for letting me be on. <laughs> so uh, we want to start by asking a little bit about your Jewish background. What did you grow up as? And, uh, you know, what did you think about being Jewish when you were growing up? So um, I come from a pretty big Jewish family. Um, my extended family, you know, we would get together for Jewish holidays and um, for Rosh Hashanah, for Passover. Um, we had like a huge family. My husband likes to say, you know, he thinks that I'm like the mayor of Jewish Cleveland. I think <laughs> <laughs> only because I'm related to half of Jewish Cleveland. Oh. Um, so, you know, it was fun growing up with such a big family around. And um, I'm one of four children, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know. What, what uh, order are you? I'm the second. Okay, I'm the third. <laughs> are there four in your family also? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Four daughters, yeah. Interesting. Yes, I have an older brother. He's the he's the the, the only boy, and then I have two sisters mm-hmm. also. Did you live in Beachwood? Are you from Cleveland? So I'm from Cleveland. I grew up in Orange. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. Pepper Pike. Yeah. Were you guys raised conservative? We weren't actually. We um, so my dad grew up at Park. His parents have always belonged here at Park Synagogue. Um, but my parents decided for whatever reason. I think friends also convince them to join a different town temple growing up we were a form mm-hmm. and so my siblings and all we all got you know went through the consecration in first grade bat mitzvah confirmation mm-hmm. and then it was really my parents decided you know said it was up to us to figure out where we fell kind of jewishly um which is interesting because mm-hmm. my brother um, who's the oldest is actually married to somebody who's not jewish mm-hmm. but they're raising their kids with both and so they send their kids to a jewish preschool and then um, my other, my sister, who's the third in line, um, is a science teacher, and she lives in Colorado. She kind of, like, worships Mother Nature. <laughs> she's, like, more of, like, you know, a scientist. Yeah. And um, maybe would maybe say she's more culturally Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my youngest sister is actually um, religious. She really? became Belshuva, which she, she made Aliyah to Israel. Oh. So wow. we're all kind of, it's You're like, a, and that. I work at a, you know, conservative synagogue now. Um, Would she be uh, considered orthodox? Though? Yeah. Wow. Does she do the wig and everything? She, um, she covers her hair using like a scarf. Mm-hmm. She's more of, um, she's like a more of like a, like a hippie Jew in, mm-hmm. in Israel. Um, and her husband doesn't wear like a black hat or they're not like in that kind of a stream of Judaism Mm -hmm. um but I think the kind of Jew that she is doesn't necessarily exist in the United States it's kind of like a very common way of living for her like in Israel and for Mm -hmm. her living there is really important um and so she wanted to raise her family there her 
her daughters are learning Hebrew mm-hmm. and they're Israeli citizens as well as American citizens. Mm. Her husband's also American too. Wow. So what did you think about growing up reform and what made you want to become more religious? So um, I think Judaism has always been important to me. Um, I started out by growing, going to Agnon, which is now Mandela Jewish Day School. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, my first memory, actually, is of Purim. And I remember, like, making a pillowcase um, and drawing it. And that's, like, my first memory of being alive is being, you know, part of like that. Like as a costume? As a costume, like a pillowcase. I was that little. And I was decorating <laughs> it. And I drew, like, a little picture on it. And I remember <laughs> thinking to myself, like, I made that. Like, I made this this picture. And it's really cool. And I just, it, the memory has, like, kind of just stayed with me forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, you know, I, I learned Hebrew at a really young age, and I was learning about the different holidays. And I think something that's just kind of stayed with me is this idea of tikkun olam, you know, repairing the world. And in almost everything that I've chosen to do in my adult life, I've tried to take a path where I've tried to make things better. And so when I moved back to Cleveland, I worked for the Jewish Federation of Cleveland because um, I wanted to do something that helped improve people's lives, mm-hmm. and that absolutely does. Um, and then this opportunity at Park Synagogue came around, um, and I was already a member, actually. When my husband and I were getting married, we decided that we wanted to have Rabbi Marcus marry us because I had known her from, a, you know, when she was working at a different synagogue, and she did a beautiful job. We talked to her about, you know, how it was important to us to raise our children or future children Jewish, mm-hmm. and we just felt really comfortable with her and decided to join. And my grandparents had always been members here. Um, and so I started coming to services with my grandmother and really liked it. Just felt like, you know, I always learned something new. I felt like I had a good feeling. Like I felt like I was kind of cleansed or something after services. I just felt like it was kind of a fresh start to the, mm. my week. And Rabbi Marcus encouraged us, you know, to, to stay and be members. And, and we were really happy here. Um, and then this opportunity became around to become the membership director here. And um, it's it, your it's opportunity been a good fit. to give back. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a good, it's, it's the perfect right. opportunity. Yeah. does your job entail? So people contact me all the time looking for a place to to join. Um, if they're looking for, like life cycle events are a really important time in people's lives, um, whether if they're getting married, um, if their children are getting bar bat mitzvahed, if their kids are starting religious school, if they just had a baby, or if they have a death in the family, sadly, um, if they're new to town they'll reach out to me or I try to reach out to people that I hear about that are interested um, and meet people at services also all the time who come just to check it out, just to see what services are like here. And um, Rabbi Scoff usually announces me at the end of services and I do my little Vanna White waves oh. so people <laughs> recognize me. And they come up to me afterwards and they just, you know, ask questions about what it's like to be here and, you know, what kind of things we have available for our members. We have pretty large congregations. There's about 1,800 families that are members here. Mm-hmm. And we like to say that, you know, we have the resources of a large synagogue but the feeling of a small shul because we really do try to make people feel like there's a personal connection with other people in the synagogue, whether it's a member or even the clergy. I mean, clergy like Rabbi Scoff and Rabbi Marcus also like love to get to know all the different people who come to services or to events. There's lots of opportunities to get involved. Is part of your job as marketing to sort of keep an eye on the statistics of where the Jewish community in Cleveland is going? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as a baby boomer, <laughs> and we are the largest group, mm-hmm. but you know, I just turned 60, we're sort of turning the corner, and you guys 
I, I don't know how old you all are, but... Are you a millennial? I'm, like, on the cusp. I'm a Gen, Gen Xer. Mm-hmm. Okay, but this is, for me at least, you'll... It's a, an important question. Mm-hmm. Who, how is my community that I grew up in going to be around for my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren? I, I don't have answers to that, but have you guys thought about it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, so we're celebrating our 150th anniversary this year, um, and we definitely are looking back to see like kind of where we were mm-hmm. and also to the future where we're going to be. Um, you know, this building itself is kind of like a testament to trying to move to where the Jewish population is, where we are right now at Park East um, and Pepper Pike. And so, you know, a lot of the activities that the synagogue has and we offer is here because that's where the population, that's where people live. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have a number of activities happening at Park Main in Cleveland Heights, and we have high holidays there and Shabbat services. Um, and people, some people are very much attached to that building and that location. But I think that younger people are looking for places that are a little bit closer to where they live or where they're working. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it's different. I mean, things are changing, I think, in terms of how things used to be, um, in terms of how people just joined a synagogue. It was just something that they did. I think younger people are looking for deeper connections. Um, they are still looking to join. I mean, I've had a number of younger people reach out to me recently. Um, some of them who didn't grow up with a lot of Judaism in their lives or didn't attend services even or religious school or anything growing up, but are kind of thinking about it differently now and looking for a way to kind of connect spiritually because they're looking for a little bit more. When you subscribe to the Cleveland Jewish News, you receive 52 issues of the award-winning CJN and 15 total magazines, including J-Style, Canvas, and Balanced Family. Try the Cleveland Jewish News for free. Start your six-week free trial at cjn.org slash six free. I know at B'nai Shuren, they have a group of families that are 50-year-plus members. Mm -hmm. Do you do something like that? So we did have a we did have a milestone member Shabbat also in October, and so I believe we had kind of recognized people who had been members for so many years. I mean, there, I know that there was a woman here. She's in her 90s, and she said, "I've been a member here my whole life," um, and her parents were also members. So probably for somebody like that, that is very meaningful. Um, and so, but we recognize everybody from like their first year anniversary to their 90 plus year anniversary. Mm-hmm. So. What number of child did you just have? So I just had number two. Mm-hmm. Have you um, gotten to partake in any of the fun, like, young kids things with your first child mm-hmm. at yeah. Park Synagogue? Yeah. So my daughter actually is almost four, and she attends Park Preschool and loves it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's been a really great experience for her because she knows the synagogue so well from coming to services and got to know it even before she started a preschool here. Mm-hmm. Is it more than just Sunday? I mean, is it a every day kind of yeah, a preschool? So, mm-hmm. Oh. It's like a full five-day a week oh, preschool. Okay. It starts at 18 months, which mm-hmm. is, she was the, she was part of the first class oh. at 18 months, and then it goes up until um, pre-K. Do you think that she's at the age now where she understands, like, that she's Jewish and the holidays? Like, is that sort of part of her understanding, or is she still a couple years away from that? 
I'm not sure, but I do know she loves coming to Temple on Shabbat. Mm-hmm. She loves Shabbat. It's like her special, it's a special day at school because they do a special, we call it a Kabbalat Shabbat where the kids all get together and they sing songs and they dance mm-hmm. and Shabbat Shalom is one of her favorite songs. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturdays, we often come to services and she's like so excited to be here. They get to go up in the Bima. It's mm-hmm. kind of a big deal for her. you guys keep Shomer Shabbos where we, you don't use electricity and everything? We don't. We don't. I thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great in some what ways. What would your sister say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I mean, they, because I, you know, we, at our house, we, my husband is very big on using technology and so we have like a smart TV and we have like all these like fancy things. <laughs> Got the Alexa. Yeah, we, we have Siri, yeah. you know, and my daughter was talking to Siri today and <laughs> telling her to put on, you know, the song from Beauty and the Beast. Siri knows many things. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> my iPhone heard you. <laughs> Siri's always there. Um, so, you know, for us, it, you know, we have technology. It's kind of infused into our, into our home. And so I jokingly said to my husband yesterday, I said, you know, maybe we should not have, like, use any technology on Shabbat. He said, are you joking? <laughs> um, but, you know, but my sister, my sister doesn't. And, you know, she, she tapes over the light in her refrigerator so that when she opens the refrigerator, the light doesn't come on. Really? She, she wow. you know, is really, she takes it very seriously. Her girls know on Shabbat they don't use technology they don't watch tv they don't use their phones except that when we were in israel and we stayed in some hotel in israel they have the elevators that stop at every floor so right you know they all the orthodox still use the elevators yeah it just took them longer to get downstairs right 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 i think they do that here too actually (laughs) like my bubby my grandmother lives in myers and i think they have a shomer shabbos elevator Uh, too interesting um now, you were raised where your parents said you guys should decide how religious you want to be, mm-hmm. you know, after a certain amount of years of going to temple. Mm-hmm. Um, and you decide to be more religious or to, to belong to the, the conservative sect. What do you hope and how do you think you'll approach that with your own children? I think, I mean, I'll take the same approach. And I guess what's interesting is that, you know, I... I grew up like in the like at a reform synagogue, but I just I, I do feel like for me like it doesn't necessarily feel like I'm like more Jewish or less Jewish because mm-hmm. I belong to a synag- to a conservative synagogue now. I kind of feel like this is just where I feel like it's a better fit for me because mm-hmm. um, I feel like our fo- the focus of Park seems to be more on like education, which mm-hmm. I also I mean I think that's really important, and I and I feel like I'm always learning something new. Do you see yourself in this role for a long time? Is there somewhere you want to go? You know, where does a membership director go? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, you're, you're mayor of the Jewish yeah. community. Yeah, that's right. what your husband yeah. said. Yeah, not anymore. Are you not anymore. Run for a future mayor? For the <laughs> not anymore. Go to politics. Yeah, I know. After, after you know, with with my little ones at home, it just it makes things a little bit more difficult to get out as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I first moved back to Cleveland, I really, I, I really loved being back in being, being back here um, because I felt like you know I lived away for a couple of years. I actually, lived in Italy for a year, and wow. then I decided <laughs> it was great. Um, I lived in Florence. Did you live there too? No. Oh. no she just looked at me because I don't know. We both said wow at the same time. No, no but I, did you? Um, well, we lived, we've been to we've been to Florence. Rome, oh, the Afuzi. Uh, did you see the tapestries that were at the art museum? I haven't yet, no. Oh, I don't know if they're still there. 
But I've heard I've heard about them actually. I have a colleague who was telling me about the tapestries. <laughs> to go and check and it there's out. on uh, Netflix is the Medici, the story of the Medici mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. which um, if you lived in Florence, they were you know they were the bankers of Florence. Yeah. What's the Jewish community like in Italy? So they actually have one synagogue, which is Orthodox. In the entire country. In sorry, not in, in I, Florence. I, sorry, pardon, in Florence. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just in Florence. Um, yeah. Where is it? Where was it? Um, it's it's kind of off the beaten track a little. There's like a Jewish quarter oh. in Florence, um, <clears throat> and it's a it's a Moorish synagogue. Um, so it's like a more of like a Spanish kind of sure. um, Sephardic synagogue. Yeah. The women actually hmm. sit upstairs and then downstairs. Hmm. Um, and I did go to services there for Rosh Hashanah and for Yom Kippur, um, and I ended up meeting these two girls. Um, that I didn't know. On Yom Kippur, we were there the entire day. One was from the Netherlands, and one was from England. Hmm. And the three of us became really good friends, like, hmm. the rest of the time we were there. Nice. Um, but, you know... Was this a study abroad you did? Yeah, it was... Um, it was. I kind of took a little bit of a sabbatical. Oh. I took a year, and I studied art, oh, and lovely. did painting, oh. and photography, and sure. just had just enjoyed my time there. Yeah. I think like the Eat, Pray, Love book says you have to major in and minor in things while you're there because there's so many different things you can mm-hmm. do. Um, and I majored in eating probably and I minored <laughs> in painting. Nice. <laughs> do you still paint? Not as much as I would like to. Mm-hmm. I wish I could paint more. It's just hard with two little ones yeah. that, you know, are constantly needing my attention. Yeah. I literally have, like, 30 seconds to myself. Do you know any Italian still? Um, I, that was one of the things I did not focus on when I was there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they speak English. They do. Most people, people speak English. Speak English. Yeah. Well, the only place I went to was in Rome where somebody said they did not speak English, but I don't know that that was actually true. I think people <laughs> in Italy appreciate if you at least try to speak yeah. Ita- Italian. All right. Is there anything that we didn't ask you? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I guess the one question I didn't answer was that, you know, how do I, how do I want my children to yeah. Oh, yeah. grow up? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I, I'm, I'm trying to also impart that sense of tikkun alam and the importance of family. Um, I, for me, I moved away for, for a little while, and then I always had this kind of pull back to Cleveland because I think, my, you know, my family lives here, and I'm lucky my husband's family also lives here. And um, they become, you know, they're a really important part of our lives. And so I hope that, you know, my children feel that connection to me and to our extended family in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the sense of, like, community and tikkun alum and all the things mm-hmm. that I want, I, I feel like have been important things that I've grown up knowing about being part of the community. I hope that imparts to them as well. Well, Allison, thanks so much for talking with us on Cleveland Schmitz. Yeah, thanks. This Thank is you. great. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Thanks for listening to Cleveland Schmooze, a podcast produced by Rachel and Robin Rood. Tune in every other Friday to get the latest episode in your podcast feed. You can also find an archive of our episodes at our website, clevelandschmooze.com. And feel free to share any comments or suggestions to our email, clevelandschmooze at gmail.com. That's schmooze spelled C-A-S-C-H. <laughs> That's schmooze spelled schmooze. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Goodbye.